I'm Judy Peters. A beautiful, bright space dedicated to Neverville's history is now open for the public to visit and learn. It's located in the Community Resource and Recreation Center. At its opening ceremony on September 30th, residential school survivor Peter Yellowquill addressed the small audience to offer a blessing on the space. Earlier in the week, he spent time with local students, and I asked him what he spoke about. I talked to them about um, the residential schools, about the treaties and, and, and the educational part of the treaties, how it had nothing to do with, uh, with, with the residential schools, uh, where it was uh, when we were ready that, that we would uh, 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 have a school built on our reserve and that uh, treaty rights and those obligations are not free. Uh, the medicine chest and all those things are not free. Uh, because there's a misconception out there that somehow we're a burden to the taxpayer, that we're a burden to Canada, uh, uh, reminding everyone that, that uh, the Canadians, the British, they got the majority of the land, but then they began to take, began to take more of ours. So I covered some of those areas, and, and I covered a little bit about the resident schools and, 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 and a vision or two uh, that, that I'd been given to share with them. I was really honored to be there. Well, thank you very much for your time in doing that. Tell me a little bit about the treaty. I know quite often people today believe that, well, that was done so many years ago, it doesn't pertain to me, but yet it does. I think it was intentional that the Governor of Canada did not educate uh, their citizens about this treaty because on August 3, in the best of faith and in the best of trust, uh, with prayers and, and, and due ceremony, we entered into this uh, relationship. It's a covenant because God is present. He was there. We, like I say, we prayed. We're not sure what the British were praying about because on August 4, uh, 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 it began to go awry. And we were already uh, beginning to... Uh, see that the word they were duplicitous and in our in our language they were speaking out of both sides of their mouth uh, and uh, it, we feel that Canada must do more than apologize they must do more and speak the words of honor and respect they must do it's like it's like the reconciliation and then what Apology is just like a smaller step in one sense, a big one in one sense, but also a very small step. It's what we're going to do after. And the treaty set aside, reserved for us, lands for our generations to come. And there was enough that we reserved to keep our culture alive. There was enough that we reserved to, 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 for the transition to come, to keep us economically independent. Instead, uh, um, what happened was uh, coercion, corruption, uh, the introduction of the Indian Act. The Indian Act is the most lethal legislation and genocidal legislation that any country has ever produced. Um, It's the vehicle for the residential schools. It's the vehicle that stole our land. And and I tell our people, I'm telling your people that are listening, there's no God in it. You can look all you want, there's no God in it. And, And it makes us into something that we're not. I want to correct the Prime Minister Harper of Canada and all the people that think this way, that uh, they said they came and they were trying to take the Indian out of us. That's not the case. Uh, What it was for me and others, I was just a scared Ojibwe and Lakota boy. 
I was scared. I was lonesome. I was hurting. I, 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 I had nowhere to turn and no one to comfort me. And, 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 and what they were trying to do was put an Indian of the Indian Act into me. And I resisted. I resisted and I, I almost believed it because the, the, the type of uh, uh, discipline, the type of pressure on your mind, uh, the old people called it brainwashing. And when I look back, in effect, that's what it was. Uh, trying to change my mind and my heart. And I come out of there, even though I come out after 11 years or so, 10 and a half, 11 years, and every summer in the foster home, I still knew that I wasn't this being. Something in me resisted all the way, and I was punished many times for that resistance. And so many of my fellow students, Elijah Harper was a fellow student, and he came to our treaty thing. And we think that uh, it was incumbent upon uh, um, Canada, Parliament, and, 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 and those ones to educate the Canadian public about this treaty. It's such a beautiful relationship. It was to help us grow, grow together, not what happened. And uh, it hurts to know that... that even me, I hurt because they should have been teaching you. So now, part of that reconciliation must be that we must educate one another. Like I said, we're the innocent. You're the innocent of the crime. You, you didn't commit this crime, my neighbors, my Canadian neighbors. You did not commit this crime. I am a victim of that crime. The perpetrators are quiet. So we... we we will work this out. I believe with all my heart and all my being that God meant it that we should be going this way and no other way. I forgave my abusers. I forgave my abusers because I knew I had to be set free inside. The hardest thing I had difficulty wrestling with is that Jesus Christ could forgive my abusers. But they can be forgiven. They must repent in their hearts, not by vain, repetitious prayer, but in their hearts. And so we, as citizens of our nations, as believers in Jesus Christ, as believers in God, must take that spiritual relationship and exercise the faith that we have, because it's going to take all that we have to overcome. The little ones that never made it home. Today is a day we remember. Little children. Some were murdered. Some were neglected. Some died of disease. And to my neighbors, I'm sorry you had to learn so late. I know some of this comes as quite a shock to you. I know that you do not want to hear that this was done in the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of God. I had to reconcile with what happened in my life to this God that we knew as Manitou. I had to reconcile that. That's the first reconciliation for me. And now we, the innocent and the innocent, we will reconcile. I have every confidence in your faith, 
as a people, I have every confidence in our faith, the traditional faith and the Christian faith, that we shall meet the, this obligation that we have to the, the, the ones that never made it home, uh, to live, to forgive. That's how we can honor them. That's how we can honor them. That's Peter Yellowquill, a residential school survivor and fifth-generation descendant of Chief Yellowquill, signatory to Treaty Number 1. I'm Judy Peters.